Hey everybody, it's Dan Dan, and today we are going to dive into a study of tradition number five and the 12 steps and 12 traditions to handy dandy Mars-based moon rocket pocket guide that'll go with you anywhere in the universe, perhaps, and help you understand yourself and why our beautiful, beautiful program of action called Alcoholics Anonymous works. In tradition number five, we encounter some challenging thoughts. We've gone through one, two, three, and four. And when we got to number three, we actually get introduced to a guy who comes with a second problem, some other thing with a greater stigma. They never tell us what it is. But even then, he comes into the AA fold, not just alcoholic, but alcoholic and, right? And. And we don't know what the and was, but he comes a very valuable member. We also know that the more desperate the person, the more likely are they are to take up our program. We learn that in two wives. We learn that in two employers. And we also learn in working with others that if they are desperate enough to eagerly take our program in, then they are ready. And then, of course, in how it works, there's a lot of references to this. Even so, even so, you will hear things like, Keep your discussion to how it relates to alcoholism in the meetings. And you will hear things that try to rein in the idea that there's anything else and that our singleness of purpose, our singleness of purpose is only to help alcoholics. There's a lot of truth to that. Even so, there's this thing in the third tradition that says anyone, anybody can declare themselves a member of AA. And the examples in there give that discussion about the pure alcoholic. You know, it, it flies in the face of that idea in a lot of ways. It's not that we can't have our discussions how we want them. Our fourth tradition allows us to govern this any way we want to. Even so, something to think about is this. All right. So I, this is my approach. Team AA. We're on Team AA. I, Dan, Dan, I'm not some sort of individual representative of AA in any way, shape or form. When I encounter a newcomer, my job is to get them back to you, to get them to a group. Their own local group would be best in case I've been on a 12-step call that's away from where I go to AA meetings, perhaps finding groups near them and connecting them to the solution, which is us, not me, us. I, I can't bear the weight of AA or the work of God all by myself. That's absurd. That's what I used to do. That's that grandiosity and egoism of alcoholism that perhaps I think that in any case, if I can get them to a group, I've got a lot of help, and so do they. And that reminds me how important the group is. That is what the fifth tradition is about. Not keeping our discussion to alcoholism inside of a meeting. It's not gonna really mention that at all. <laughs> so our primary purpose, each group has but one primary purpose, one. And I'll tell you what, it, what, you know what it doesn't say next? It doesn't say to make sure you got a place to go when you've had a bad day, to make sure you got a place to vent your concerns, your problems, talk about your twiggas, your little twiggas, the things that get you going, right? Your excuses to go out and drink again. It's not therapy for you. That is not the primary purpose. This group is not here for you. It is here for one reason and one reason alone, and that is to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. The group is there waiting on the newcomer to walk through the door, preferably with a member of the group bringing them in. That's not always the case, but it can often be the case. That is the purpose. It's not my personal therapy session. 
It's not my little fun fellowship. It's not my softball team or anything like that. The reason for the group is to be there for the next alcoholic. It is a 12th step service focus. I know it's crazy. We lost track of that with things like open discussion meetings, and we've lost track of that with some of the rhetoric that's infiltrated into AA. So those of us that want to work the program of action according to the directions in the big book and the 12 and 12 have a responsibility, and that is to orient the group to this ideology. Though we may never perfectly achieve it, it says in our step six to watch out for our character defects and reorient to perfect as we seek, seek God's will. Here we go. Shoemaker. So as we start this off, Shoemaker is Sam Shoemaker, who was hugely influential in the AA Big Book. Bill Wilson met Sam Shoemaker through the Oxford group. Sam Shoemaker was a minister who dealt for 20 plus years before Bill met him with skid row type alcoholics. And he had certain ideas that were taught to Bill that really come out strongly in the 12 steps that Bill wrote. If you want to learn more about Sam Shoemaker, you can read them on Amazon books or wherever. There's lots of literature out there, and I would encourage you to read it because it's the foundational idea to our spirituality, and he's a fascinating, fascinating spiritual teacher. So, Shoemaker, stick to thy last. Better do one thing supremely well than many badly. Better to learn the steps and live them out well in your life than try to do all sorts of different recovery models, right? Then do many badly. That is the central theme of this tradition. Wait a second. You see, it didn't say the central theme of this tradition is to make sure you have a therapy session or make sure you get a place to spout off your feelings and those kind of things. The tradition is, how do I learn to live this program of action supremely well? That is the central theme of this tradition. Around it, our society gathers in unity. I hope that that's true. The very life of our fellowship requires the preservation of this principle. Alcoholics Anonymous can be likened to a group of physicians who might find a cure for cancer and upon whose concerted work would depend the answer for sufferers to this disease. And what he's saying there is that in their planned work, which is like us, you know, in our planned steps, in this system of recovery, this process of living a spiritual life that we call the 12 steps, in that, that we will encounter people that depend on our ability to do it, the physician's ability to render the treatment to the cancer in order to survive, in order to offer an answer to the sufferers of alcoholism, we've got to know, learn, and live these steps to practice them in all our affairs. True, each physician in such a group might have his own specialty, Like, I like to do speaking, and someone else might love being a sponsor, and someone might be in charge of the GSR responsibilities, right? Our own specialty. Every doctor concerned would at times wish he could devote himself to his chosen field rather than work only with the group. Sure, of course. But once these men had hit upon a cure, once it became apparent that only by their united effort Could this be accomplished, then all of them would feel bound to devote themselves solely to the relief of cancer. So what he's trying to explain to us is that if you've worked these steps and you've found the solution, you've had the spiritual experience, and you're out in this world practicing these principles in your affairs to the best of your ability, you're going to want to share this. And you're going to count on that person that 
enjoys making the coffee. You're going to count on that person that keeps the birthday calendar. And you're going to count on the person that schedules the speakers. And you're going to count on the person that leads the big book study. You're going to count on these people. They're going to do their part because they've had the same experience. And then we all become united in this one effort to carry the message to the alcoholic who still suffers. In the radiance of such a miraculous discovery, any doctor would set his other ambitions aside at whatever personal cost. Hmm, that's a tall order. <laughs> that's a tall order. Just as firmly bound by obligation are the members of Alcoholics Anonymous who have demonstrated that they can help problem drinkers as others seldom can. The unique ability of each AA, that's you and me, we are the unique, uh, uniquely able AAs, the unique ability of each AA to identify himself with and bring recovery to you, carry the message to the newcomer in no way, in no way, depends upon his learning, eloquence, or any special individual skills. It's merely the experience, strength, and hope you can share from doing the steps and practicing these principles. Hmm. The only thing that matters is that he is an alcoholic who has found a key to sobriety called the 12 steps. These legacies of suffering and of recovery are easily passed among alcoholics one to the other. This is our gift from God and it's bestowal upon others. That means the act of presenting a gift. You know, when I'm bestowed something, someone's presenting something to me and God's presented this gift to me. It's bestowal on me. It means I'm going to bestow on others. God and its bestowal upon others like us is the one aim, not one of the aims, is the one aim that today animates AAs all around the globe. This is the reason for the meeting. Yeah, that's it. There is another reason for this singleness of purpose. It is the great paradox of AA that we know we can seldom keep the precious gift of sobriety unless we give it away. Huh, there it is. If a group of doctors possessed a cancer cure, they might be conscience-stricken if they failed their mission through self-seeking. In other words, I got this cancer cure, but I want to patent it before I let anybody know about it. So all these people are going to die in the meantime, but I'm going to take care of old number one, right? I'm going to make sure... I get this stuff patented and I get paid what I'm due for this. You know, what if we took that approach in AA, right? That's what that third tradition is all about. Anybody can declare themselves a member and in allowing such a thing, we avoid pitfalls like that. Yet such a failure wouldn't jeopardize their personal survival, right? It doesn't jeopardize my survival because I already know the answer. For us, if we neglect those who are still sick, there is unremitting danger to our own lives and sanity. Big time different than that doctor. He doesn't sacrifice his own personal survival by getting that patent. I, on the other hand, do. Nothing will insure me against a drink more than working with another alcoholic. Under these compulsions of self-preservation, duty, and love, it is not strange that our society has concluded that it has but one high mission. He's stating it again. One mission, one mission, and it's not to make sure you got a place to go on a bad day. It's to carry the AA message to those who don't know, who don't know there's a way out. Hmm. That's our big book. That's the AA message. That's our pamphlets. Those are the AA message. Those are really great shares you hear in meetings, the AA message. 
That's different people's story, the AA message. That these 12 steps, the AA message, the 12 traditions, the AA message, the AA message, not Dan Dan's message, not your message, the AA message. Hmm, for those who don't know that there's a way out, they may have heard of AA, but they just don't believe it. Highlighting the wisdom of AA's single purpose, lets us know again, single purpose, a member tells his story. Here we go. Restless one day, I felt I better do some 12-step work. Get out there and help somebody, right? Maybe I should take out some insurance against the slip, just like how it works says. But first, I'd have to find a drunk to work on. So I hopped the subway to Towns Hospital, where I asked Dr. Silkworth if he had a prospect. Nothing too promising, the little doc said. There's just one chap on the third floor who might be a possibility, but he's an awfully tough Irishman. I never saw a man so obstinate. He shouts that if his partner would treat him better, oh, boo-hoo, I get treated bad, and his wife would leave him alone, you, you won't leave me alone, he'd soon solve his alcohol problem. <laughs> he's had a bad case of DTs, he's pretty foggy, and he's very suspicious of everybody. Doesn't sound too good, does it? But working with them may do something for you, so why don't you have a go at it? I was soon sitting beside a hulk of a man, decidedly unfriendly. <laughs> he stared at me out of eyes which were slits in his red and swollen face. I had to agree with the doctor. He certainly didn't look good, but I told him my own story, so that's where it starts off, right? I explained what a wonderful fellowship we had, how well we understood each other. I bore down hard on the hopelessness of the drunk's dilemma. I insisted that few drunks could ever get well on their own steam, but that in our groups, we could do together what we could not do separately. He interrupted to scoff at this and asserted he'd fix his wife, his partner, and his alcoholism by himself. Of course he will, right? Because he's been so good at it so far. Sarcastically, he asked, how much does your scheme cost? I was thankful I could tell him nothing at all. His next question, what are you getting out of it? Of course, my answer was my own sobriety and a mighty happy life. Still dubious, he demanded, do you really mean the only reason you're here is to try to help me and to help yourself? That is the only reason to be in that meeting, right? Only reason. Yes, I said, that's absolutely all there is to it. There is no angle. Then hesitantly, I ventured to talk about the spiritual side of our program. Rutro, what a freeze that drunk gave me. I'd no sooner got the word spiritual out of my mouth than he pounced. Oh, he said, now I get it. You're proselytizing for some damn religious sect or other. Where do you get that no angle stuff? I belong to a great church. That means everything to me. You've got a nerve to come in here talking religion. Thank heaven I came up with the right answer for that one. It was based four square, meaning completely solidly, based solidly on the single purpose of AA. On the single purpose. Here's why we have it, right? You have faith, I said, perhaps far deeper than mine. No doubt you'd better taught in religious matters than I. So I can't tell you anything about religion. I don't even want to try. I'll bet, too, that you could give me a letter-perfect definition of humility. But from what you've told me about yourself and your problems and how you propose to lick them, I think I know what's wrong. <laughs> okay, he said, give me the business. Well, said I, I think you're just a conceited Irishman who thinks he can run the whole show. He threw the actor at him, right? 
This really rocked him. But as he calmed down, he began to listen while I tried to show him that humility, humility, humility was the main key to sobriety. See, humility gives this guy the ability to carry the message and the ability to hear all the pushbacks on the message and the ability to sit there and just listen and let the person go through whatever they got to go through to get to this next place. Humility was the main key to sobriety. Finally, he saw that I wasn't attempting to change his religious views, that I wanted him to find the grace in his own religion that would aid his recovery. From there on, we got along fine. Hmm. Now concludes the old timer. Guess who the old timer is? Suppose I've been obliged to talk to this man on religious grounds. Suppose my answer had to be that AA needed a lot of money. That AA went in for education, hospitals, and rehabilitation. We learn from tradition number four, that's not a good thing. And we learn from tradition number one, that our unity under that idea is so important. And we learn from two, that having God express himself through our group is key to our self-governance, our autonomy. And three, that anybody, anybody, including this Irishman, can declare himself a member of AA. Hmm, suppose I suggested that I take a hand in his domestic and business affairs. Oof, where would we have wound up? No place, of course. Years later, this tough Irish customer liked to say, my sponsor sold me one idea and that was sobriety. At the time, I couldn't have bought anything else. So the singleness of purpose is not necessarily our discussion, though I know you guys can have it any way you want it, it's to carry the message of the solution. So as we think about singleness of purpose, I think it's vital that we go back to the literature and ask ourselves some questions. In the 12th step of the 12 and 12, there's kind of a review of the steps and it's a great place to go back and look at them and say, am I getting this out of it? Am I doing this thing and getting these results? And if not, to brush up with our sponsor and our group, our mentors, our friends, the people that influence us in the program on ways that we might be able to build in our practice or build in our skill and knowledge, build in our experience and knowledge, as Bill would say, practice those particular things better. How do I bring out this step a little bit more? How do I realize this in my life? It's really an important discussion. So rather than create controversy in your group today, you know, what you think the fifth tradition really means it's probably not a great discussion, but what might make a fantastic one is, how are you living up to your part of Team AA? Are you fulfilling your role in Team AA? Or has this opened up your eyes to something and you're gonna start fulfilling your role in Team AA? Instead of coming to meetings to see what you can get out of it, you're going to think before you get to a meeting, you're going to plan before you get to a meeting and think about what you can bring to it. because. Just sitting in meetings and garnering safety and security out of the fellowship is fine and all, but it is not the reason for the meeting. The reason for the meeting, as it says right here in our single tradition, the only reason why we exist, the only idea behind AA that really matters is that we have this one primary purpose, which eight times in this little tiny chapter, he brought forward again. We have one single purpose, one primary purpose, and that's to carry the message of Alcoholics Anonymous, not my version of it, not my problems of the day. How did the message of Alcoholics Anonymous get moved to me? And how can I move that? How can I bestow that upon someone else? 
how are you doing with our singleness of purpose now? <laughs> it's just a question. So have a great discussion about that. I'll just, just real quick again, the discussion idea is this. Are you fulfilling your role to be a part of Team AA? And another way to look at it is, are you a sole operator, an independent operator in AA that just uses this to see what you can get out of it? I hope you have a great discussion.